Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor, and Dennis is here. He's just not at his desk, but I promise he's here today. Uh, what's on our radar today? Well, another day, another big uh, pre-market mo- uh, stock moving uh, based on comments from CNBC and Jim Cramer and Mad Money. Today, it is CIIC. It is the big mover of the day. We'll talk about that. We've got some earnings on our radar. We're going to talk about the Pfizer uh, stuff from 3.40 p.m. Uh, Eastern time yesterday at, heading into the close, and that sell-off there. Uh, we'll take questions from our chat. Jason Rathnick is our guest, who so joined us at 8.45 to wrap up the week. I want to remind you all to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button to know when we go live. You get notified on YouTube. Uh, Joel, how are we doing this morning? I saw Bitcoin was down and everything else looked like it was more or less up. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, traders. Uh, S&P's after a wacky 15 minutes yesterday, uh, from quarter to four to four, uh, S&P's are up 10 and a half handles at uh, 36.75, right on the kisser. Pre-market high, 36.80. That's just shy of your all-time high at 36.82. Um, on the downside, uh, your pre-market low, 65.5. That's right above that closing price at 64.5. So in the green here, ahead of the jobs number, uh, crude getting a boost here from OPEC up over $46. We hit $46.68. So we have cleared that resistance for now. Let's get a close over 46 Maybe be talking 50 bucks in crude. Who knows these days? Uh, gold's going to have a green week here for the first time in a couple weeks. That's up five seventy at $18.46.80. Uh, you got to look at that eighteen sixty level. I mean, we had all those lows in that area and broke down through it. So there's your next resistance point. And Silver, that's in the green too, 27.3 cents, 24.41. And Bitcoin having a little bit of a rough day today, down $450 at 19,115. And I'm talking about the futures here, folks, when I talk about Bitcoin. Uh, Triple D, another Friday, another crazy Thursday night. Uh, How you doing? 
It's always movement. There's always something going on. Like the last 15 minutes, which was wild, thanks to Pfizer. And then, you know, after hours, there's always some separation. There's always the movers. There's This is just the type of market that there's always action somewhere for you. And you can find the action on CNBC if you can't find action anywhere else, obviously, with whatever stock's being promoted on Mad Money. But um, there's action. There's always action. And we're up. You know, this this market just relentless bid continues I don't know what to say. You set up so well, like we've been talking about, it's hard to be short because you got December coming, seasonality. We're getting Jeff Hirsch on here pretty soon. And obviously he talked about the Santa Claus rally. That's usually comes as well. December is typically a good month. Everything just sets up. It's kind of like the ducks are in a row. Maybe it's a little bit too good of a setup. I think maybe I have a washout here to spook some out, but I mean, we had that in SPACs a couple of days ago. So, you know, do they just continue higher here? It's, it's hard to get bearish. Um, well, let's talk about that Pfizer news. And for you folks, I don't know. I mean, if you all subscribe to the channel, you probably know. But uh, Spencer and I do a 3.40 to 4 p.m. show. And, boy, that's, you know, the, the initial imbalances come out at um, at 3.30. And then things get wild. And, Spencer, give us that news. And we try to digest it. Uh We'll take a look at the price action in Pfizer to begin with. Yeah, you have closing imbalances come out at 350 is when they come out. So yeah, that's think- when you often see moves. Um, again, that information, so Joel is also correct because that information comes out on the floor, at least from the NYSE stocks, as early as 2 o'clock. So, I mean, by the time you know it gets to 350, for the most part, you kind of got a feel for everywhere everything is. But the official posting to all your data feeds comes out at 350. Right. So some, some days it's, it's, it's a little quieter heading, heading into the close. And some days there are fireworks. Yesterday was one of those days where there was fireworks because at like 342, 343, 344, somewhere in that range, Pfizer uh, came out, or maybe it was closer to 340. Uh, Pfizer came out and said they're, they're going to ship half of the vaccines they had originally planned to ship this year. Again, this year being the keyword there, yeah. due to supply chain problems. And then you had, uh, Meg Terrell and CNBC saying this to be expected. And then Pfizer came out and said, yeah, we're still good to go for next year. Don't worry, but at least for December. So that was that was the reason for the fireworks at the close. But then Moderna, after the bell came out, I believe they said okay. they got 20 million ready to go by the end of the year. They, so they was said, that their number 20 mil? Uh, well, going off my memory. I just there, saw about there's it. a few numbers. Uh, they said, yeah, they 20 million by end of year. They said, a uh, hundred to one twenty-five by uh, by in Q one is what they said, and there is one more number that they gave, um, but yeah, it, they came out and reassured people that, that they have they have stuff for the, for this year at least. I mean, Canada doesn't even know when they're going to get set up for the vaccine because they didn't get in the queue fast enough. So we'll get our vaccine in 2022, apparently, because our government really dropped the ball on this. So I don't know when I'm going to get my vaccine in Canada. So be happy if you're getting in Q1. It's going to be way better than I get it in Canada. But uh, regardless here, I don't want to talk politics and Canadian No, no. Let's talk movers. Let's talk Pfizer. I mean, we'll just talk Pfizer real quick. Down nine cents. They hit it. That's just a huge move for Pfizer from that that 36 and change to 41. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, two. I mean, gap and go, gap and go, gap and go, gap and go. Five days in a row. 
Yeah. Just keep an eye on that close. If you happen to get up there, uh, that would be a good level. Don't think we're going to get a look at yesterday's high, but uh, that was, that caused some uh, fireworks yesterday. Uh, now you want, who wants to talk about Pfizer, right, Dennis? It's the reopening stocks. I mean, we, the, the stocks we talked about yesterday on the show, the airlines, the cruise lines, these stocks had awesome days yesterday. We're talking about American Airlines. It was trading like 1480. It's 1680 here this morning. I mean, it is on. The reopening trade is on. You've got to be able to identify the rotations. We've been talking about the reopening trade on this show for a month. And it has been a buy the dip. Every time they dip, another, there's another opportunity here just to buy the reopening stocks. I've been like sifting through the garbage now and trying to like just find stocks that haven't went. And it's a hard thing to do. Uh, because, you know, a lot of these reopening plays have gone. Do I want to buy the movie theaters, AMC and CNK? Yeah, they probably get a pop, but I still believe those companies are actually going out of business. I believe those companies are going to fail. And, you know, the reasons obviously yesterday is a big slap in the face where you get Warner Brothers going to go straight, you know, and just bypass the movie theaters. I don't think people are going to go to movie theaters ever again like they used to. Um, People like being at home. They like doing the Netflix. I think less people are going to the movies anyways, even before the pandemic started. And this has just turned everyone off. So, you know, it's harder to say, okay, well, AMC is only three bucks. Maybe that's a good one. And maybe it can get the, it'll get, it'll get the pop with the vaccine news as we get more headlines. The question is, does it go bankrupt, you know, before that? Um, it could. I mean, there is that wild card that it could. Like, don't kid yourself. There is some companies that are still going to go bankrupt. We got FRAN filing last night. So, you know, there is some, you know, companies that are still going to go bankrupt and not survive. And then you have the other issue with the reopening stocks is there is still a gap to fill until we get to the vaccine. So we have offerings. So we have RCL last night doing a share offering because they need to raise cash to basically bridge themselves till, you know, people start going on cruises again. So it, these offerings seem to be an opportunity to buy. Even the RCL one was bought. But my point just being is that the reopening plays are on, but the fundamentals right now at this moment in time are still terrible for all these stocks. So every time you know they get individual headlines, don't don't be you know surprised if you get a secondary in your stock that slams it down. I do think those secondaries, like in the case of the NCLH, is a buying opportunity though. All right, uh, Spencer, you wanted to were you going to ask a question from the chat today? Um, no, I, I, I had a thought, but I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah it was, no, no, my, my, my thought that I was going to add to that was just to Dennis's point, nothing ever goes straight down. Right. So there are going to be, movie theaters. There, there are going to be rips. There are going to be short squeezes. There are going to be times where it's going to go up 20, 30%. Um, so just, you want to ask how many people were going to go to movie theaters? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mentioned that before. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. Cause so before the pandemic, I probably went to the movie theaters about like, I don't know, five times a year. I'm just curious if anyone is going to go to the movies at all next year. Um, I, a I lot less people. I, I, I didn't look too closely uh, at the release from Warner Brothers. I don't know if it's going to, if their movies are going to cost extra. Anything. Disney's going to do the same thing. Yeah. They're yeah. going to Disney plus. They're going to do the same thing. My kid's crying because nobody's going to the movie theaters anymore. If you hear her in the background, <laughs> but that's a joke. But I mean, I, I, it's just, why not? Why not go straight? If you're Disney and you have Disney plus, why not go straight to your platform and charge it right there? Why not just bypass it? 
and they're you know your number one you know we were talking last year they had 11 of the top 12 movies halfway through 2019 yeah so i mean you think about this and and it's just the setup here for them to even get the movies the theaters is going to be difficult and then the second thing is why why do people want to go sit there and you know have to spend you know you go there with your you know your wife or you go there with your girlfriend and maybe it's still a date thing and maybe that can still happen i just don't see it going back to the way it was i mean think about it you can even think about this like drive-ins used to be really cool remember the drive-in you ever go to the drive-in joel back in the day uh i mean things change you had the drive-in people don't get sorry those could actually catch on a little bit again but i mean i'm not saying drive-ins are coming back but you can see the evolution if you're investing in like drive-ins now that i don't know if there was any public drive-in companies but years ago you know it it went out i mean you know in the drive-ins they were all over the place and now there's hardly any left and they're cool still but you know they just people stopped doing them and now you look and i think the same thing is going to be with the movie theaters i think when we look back 10 to 15 years you know from now when we look forward i don't think you have i think you have a few independent movie theaters but i don't think you have them in every little town you know every ten thousand person town has a movie theater i don't see that happening anymore so I then think it's just changed. That, I'll, it's all my question long term change. I'll follow that up with what are we going to do now with all these vacant theaters? Are they A, going to be left vacant like every other strip mall? Are they B, going to become Amazon fulfillment centers or are they going to be something else? I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, <laughs> so, guess... What do you do with all this real estate, Joel? The Macy's stores. Know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll I... give you an example. So, my, my old town, I actually moved, but in Windsor, Ontario, where I used to live for all these years. The main mall, Devonshire Mall, the Anchor Store, Sears. It went bankrupt, you know, and, and obviously closed down four or five years ago. That huge Sears store, which is anchoring the biggest mall in Windsor, city of 300,000 people, is still empty. They cannot lease it because it's so big. So I don't know, like even in these malls, like you're going to have, you know, a lot of these movie theaters that eventually going to, what do you fill those in with? So it's not only a play, you know, that I don't want to buy the movie theaters. I don't want to buy any commercial real estate, like from the malls and stuff like that's still, that's not coming. Like, and again, some of these companies, you know, are obviously going to come back, but a lot of them aren't. And a lot of these little independent commercial, you know, real estate plays are in trouble too longer term there's just changes happening here people like they they got a taste for buying stuff online and they like it now again that's why i'm going back i think people are going to travel again that's why i say the cruise lines i i can give the argument i gave it yesterday just briefly but i could see disney it's unbelievable that it's where it is but you cannot argue with price i could see disney going to 200 bucks next year because just look at the setup the stock is at all-time highs They gave it a pass on the whole thing. I mean, they cut the dividend to zero. The fundamentals actually couldn't be worse for Disney in 2020. They're going to be a lot better in 2021. The fundamentals in Disney are going to be a hell of a lot better in 2021 because the parks are going to, unless the vaccine, unless COVID, you know, and the vaccine fails, then you got to think that the parks are all going to reopen. They have Disney Plus still going. They can bypass the movie theaters and put their movies straight on Disney Plus, which is going to be a huge moneymaker for them. And um, this is the parks. I mean, it's 40% of their revenue, and they're getting, like, nothing from it right now. So if they're giving them a complete pass right now, what happens when they start firing on all cylinders again? I mean, I could see this being a 200 even a $250 stock. And it's insane to think about right now because they got hit hard. But because the market gave them so, and the market was obviously smarter than me because I didn't want to buy it at one twenty, one thirty. But again, we didn't know, we didn't have light at the end of the tunnel. As soon as that vaccine news came out, 
that was the t- time on that Monday, that pullback that week, when we pulled back three, four days, and I bought a lot of reopening plays. I wish I would have held them all. I sold them all too soon. But that was the time to strike on all these plays. Disney got down to 80 bucks in March. It's but, but, but it was hard to buy it in March, Joel, because we didn't know what was going I, on I, in March. I, I mean, everything. You could have bought anything in March. And hindsight capital is 2020. But, almost, almost anything. <laughs> but, but almost anything. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, AMC is getting close to the merch lows. But <laughs> I mean, you look and you think, how, how could you just come in? If you were just randomly coming in and buying stocks in March. You're taking a flyer because you didn't know anything. We didn't know where this was going. It was like blowing up. We didn't know how deadly this vi- virus was. You know, there was people saying there was 10% death rate. You know, other people saying six. There's people saying it was just the flu. We didn't know anything. So you're just randomly buying stocks in March. I'm going to say you got lucky. The, t- the smart buyers were in the middle of April, May, when we started to get more information. So catching that falling knife, you get lucky every once in a while. You caught the bottom March 21st. You got lucky. But now, you know, the smart money came in after that and started getting back in. And I wasn't the smart money until like May or June when I said, okay, the market's going back to all-time highs. And that's when I started getting in. But you know what? So I didn't get the bottom, but I still got a pretty good move. And I had my one of my best years of trading ever this year. And my portfolio is blowing out to all-time highs. I mean, you know, we talk about people. I was actually looking at my stock long-term portfolio. In my main account, and I know everybody said, you know, say, oh yeah, you got winners, winners, winners. I mean, this just goes to show you that just everything is winning. I have like 27 stocks in there, and 25 of them are green. So yeah. I literally am down on two stocks. I, I want. I, I went through looking for capital losses because I need some way. losses. The same way is insane. Everybody. I mean, every you think you're a trading genius. Everybody's portfolio looks the same damn way yeah. because we're at all time highs and everything's up there. So if you're long, if you're not short stocks, and you got a bunch of stocks in there. They're probably all green, or you just picked some really, really bad stocks. So after this IWM rally, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm going to go in there and find a couple losses because I need some losses to write off. And, and I'm like, I don't even have it. You know, everyone's thinking the same. Everyone's looking at their energy stocks and their their they came back. And, and their they mall. came back too. Yeah, but everyone's looking at that and being like, I, I gotta 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 harvest some losses, right? So everyone's it's unbelievable. Well, they're losers while they can. I mean, this is just, and, and this is what, a, this is what a bull market is. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're trading God. They're like, I don't have any losers. You know, all I pick is winners. I mean, to a certain extent, you know, that has been the case. You've been buying anything the last four or five months, but everybody's in that same boat here. And it has been too easy. And maybe there's smugly markets ahead of us because it's been so easy, but there's also some people who aren't participating here. And that's why this market continues to go higher because there's FOMO with the cash on the sidelines. People who really believe that eventually this is all going to come to roost. You have Einhorn still short Tesla for crying out loud. I mean, you know, there is some pain out there too from some professional money managers. Some of them fully long. Arc Investment's been fully long and kicking ass and taking names. Again, benefiting a lot from this tape. Everybody that is primarily a long trader is benefiting enormously from a tape that has been relentlessly higher. And, you know, a month ago, it was everybody had a few losses in some of these value names. They've all come back to the The freaking IWM was up 20% last month, Joel. 20%. That's crazy. It's crazy. So, I mean, this is this market. It's been just, you know, and obviously some people doing better than other people. But at the same time, if you were playing stocks on the long side, you're probably making money. That's how you know where things are out of hand. When even the idea, even the Russell is, is up 20%. It was up 20. Well, it, it was a catch up trade. It was the reopening trade right there. And it was crazy. And I mean, I was, the Russell fell 
40% in March. Can you believe that? I mean, looking back at it, obviously hindsight capital, like it was like, oh, that was the best buying opportunity. But it looked like there was going to be a lot of companies to go out of business. $170. It still might be, but there ain't going to be nearly as many. $170 at the end of February was the Russell. It went down on the third week of March to 95 bucks. That's an index. That's an in, a wide index of pretty much all the small cap stocks that are out there. I mean, it's incredible to think about. So, And now it's at all-time highs. We completely have looked past COVID. We give zero to COVID now. COVID's getting a big zero because we got the vaccine coming. Everybody's just buying stocks. And you know what? Who am I to argue with the market and say it's wrong? I'll go with the trend. Hey, the can't, can't argue with the price here. And uh... Price action's been amazing. Unbelievable that, you know, you could say, just think about that. You know, you could say that we're going to have 2,800 deaths in the U.S. yesterday and the market doesn't care. Is that not unbelievable? But you can't argue with, I get it. They're looking past it. They don't care because they're saying, hey, we're not going to have 2,800 deaths six months from now because we're all going to be vaccinated. Hardly anybody's going to be dying. Market's looking past it. Well, on this note, we do have a jobs number in about nine minutes or so. So we're, we're going to be looking for that, expecting for job growth to slow in November. Uh, we'll see what happens at 830. Let's cover a couple uh, hotter stocks, uh, if we can call it that. I want to talk CIIC for a second here. This is the hot, this is the hot stock of the month. Go to the hot rod. Yeah, uh, this, this is the company that will soon become a rival, which is like the the – Urban, electric vehicles for like urban transportation, like cars and buses and vans and buses and, and that sort of thing. So got some love uh, on CNBC yesterday or last night from Jim Cramer. Here's what he actually said. He said, you should buy the stock. Uh, if it comes down below 1750, you can buy it hand over fist because this one has the best claim to be the son or daughter of Tesla. If it comes down below 1750, that's what he said. Market does not care about the first part of that sentence. They just care about the part where he said to buy CIAC. It, it, it's, it's the poster child for what this market is. This is a retail-driven FOMO market. And, you know, could this rally all end in tears? It could, and a lot of the small stuff it probably is going to. A lot of these EV plays are going to be garbage. I don't know CIIC from any of these. There's like 50 of them out there. I don't know which ones are going to be the winners. But it just goes to show you how much FOMO is out there because he, it's, so Kramer's done this, you know, this is, it was his third installment of his three EV plays in three days. He gave the first one, and then yesterday or, or two days ago, we know we gave, he gave GMHI, which became Laser, and we watched the stock go up 20% in the 10 minutes it was featured on Kramer. This one even beat that one. It's up 22% this morning. It is all Jim Kramer, CIIC. The stock was 2155 to close, and then he, he, they showed it on the ad. They showed the bus. And as soon as the bus picture was up there, there's so many smart traders, the algos just ripped it on the bus and went from 2155 to 2355. Then he says the thing goes 24, 25, $26 here now, all because Jim Cramer said he liked it. This is 20, it's up 22% because Jim Cramer said he liked it. Think about that. Does that make any sense? But this is showing you how much power is being driven from TV personalities right now. And that's what Jim Cramer is. He's a TV person. He's a great entertainer. He calls some good stocks. But is the company really fundamentally worth more 22% today because Jim Cramer said he liked it? 
Yeah, because you know what? There's a thousand retail traders that are and, and, and a bunch of algorithms and traders even like myself now that are like, I, I know what he's going to say. I'm trying to buy it there, too, and trying to get it, you know, it, buy it as well, because, you know, it's going to rip. And he says it and it rips. I mean, Steve Grosso, same thing. He says laser last night, same one that Jim Cramer pitched the day before. And laser's up another 18 percent. I mean, some of that just maybe Momo. But again, I watched Laser was trading flat and it ripped a dollar and a half in the two seconds after Jim, uh, after Steve Grasso made it his final pick on Fast Money. And there was an there's an algorithm Grasso. If you're listening, we gotta get Grasso on. He's actually pretty good. But um, if, if if there's an algo, I call it the Grasso algo. And as soon as it comes out, the Grasso algo rips and buys all the offers. So somebody has got an algorithm written just off of Grasso's pick, off of his final pick, off of Fast Money. It's crazy. The, there's always like you were saying earlier it's always been a thing fast money mad money cnbc has always moved stocks but not 20 percent. and this is what we're seeing now it's just like it's it's just people are they don't even give a crap about price there's i gotta buy it jim Cramer said buy i gotta buy this at any cost i mean people are nuts 23 percent the things up because jim Cramer said he liked it that's the kind of market you're in fomo uh just just got over 27 bucks a couple times here so still hanging up though probably bit in that area i mean once again you always look through continuation through the pre-market high and that's right now is 27.38 couple other bracket highs there what once you clear that area i'm sure there'd be some people looking to get their money back that got caught on this day uh, we had a real bad day, but uh, right now, if you're looking for follow through, let's uh, let's clear 27.38 uh, for that one, and then for laser that had a big day yesterday, tacking on more gains today. Uh, I mean, this is. <laughs> It's above the all-time high, right? By a large margin. So pre-mar- this one has faded a little bit. This one looks a little bit weaker than the uh, the other one. Pre-market high, 29.39. I think you might have to find an intermediate level to sell ahead of that, uh, that pre-market high. Uh, the downside, if it breaks 26, who knows where the hell it's going. Uh, top of yesterday's range, if... I don't know. Can you short this thing? I don't even know if it's possible to short it. Top of S- yesterday's range, if you see it, twenty four ninety seven. That should be support at least the first time down. People looking to get get their money back. All right, uh, eight twenty six. Four minutes till the jobs number. Don't forget about that. Oh man, I gotta go wide. I'm reminding you for the second time now. Keep reminding me. Remind me again in three minutes, twenty <laughs> seconds before, so I can go wide. Okay. Uh, before that, <laughs> let's just do one earnings report. Let's just do DocuSign from last. Just put time. bids out there, Dennis. Don't don't put any offers. Out put there. any. Yeah, offers. I know that's why. Because if you dip, you want to buy anyways. If you rip, all well, you might just keep ripping. So, all right, uh, you don't don't hit the sell. The sells are all bad, man. You sell a <laughs> stock and you think you're a genius. Like the stock goes from like ten to twenty, and you're like, I sell it, and then it comes back down to eighteen. I'm like, yeah, I got the top. And then two days later, it's thirty, and you're like. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the definition of a bull market. Every sell is stupid and every buy is smart. That's what we're in. Well, let's talk DocuSign here. It was a good report. No surprises there. EPS beat 22 cents versus 13 cents. Sales also beat 382 versus 361 million dollars. Q4 sales guidance also above estimates. Fiscal year sales guidance also above estimates. Good numbers all around. We knew that would be the case. For or at least we assumed it would be the case for a stay-at-home 
Whoever decided that this was a bad report right off the hop. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they knocked this thing down to 210. Oh, look at the two lows at that area, too, on the daily. The two and three they day don't lows. Even look at the technicals, Joel. And there was what are these algos doing? We got to design. We got to start working on some algos. We, we need the algo that goes opposite this, and do we do al- algos? this uh, earnings algo. Yeah, we can do algos. We I mean, I do know. Algos. Uh, I did, I've designed. I, I don't code. I can't code, but I tell you, I did a lot of algos. I still do algorithmic trading, but I, know, I used to do um, a lot of it. I know Fortran. All right, we got we can we can do some coding. It's a little bit tricky. Like you got it's pretty sophisticated to you know read, and obviously it's still not done very well because you know this was an algo heading DocuSign, so somebody read that like wrong. <laughs> it wasn't a bad report, but they're just like, oh, it's you know, but one of these high flyers and they've been hitting those, and they just slammed it anyways. And I was like, wow, it's a quick way well, to throw away twenty five points. Well, you know, it's not a bad point because, and JB Spector brought this up. If you can look at Zoom and say the same thing, right? It was a great, it was a great quarter. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. So if you were just playing that, saying it's going to have a great quarter, but it's going to go down anyways, well, they pull the wool over your eyes on this one. No, not this Crazy. one. This one's going the other way. I mean, Snowflake yesterday too. Um, Snowflake was trading down one time, what, 30 bucks? It ends up reversing and then closes up at an all-time high, Joel, S-N-O-W. I mean, it's trading 100 times sales. Everybody's saying, yeah, Warren Buffett's in this one. But yeah, but he got in pre- he got he got in uh, like the 120 or whatever, so a little bit different. Hey, pricing. Dennis, 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 829. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta go wide, 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 wide. Uh, real quick for DocuSign. Okay, I'm getting out of the way. Uh, I'm going on mute too. So now you guys you're probably talk. still talking, even though you're on mute. I know that. Um, this is interesting. This 250 area, uh, we spiked up, spiked up above. No, we haven't gotten 250 in a while. Uh, we went. Just missed it a few times. So it's really important for this thing. We're a few bucks off that. A daily high there. You're above the 50% retracement. But uh, just, man, I, I'd i say I wouldn't look for a super crazy day on the upside here until you got above uh, 250. Uh, you also have a high on September 3rd at 251.90. Uh, that is it was coming down. Uh, initial move down in the, it's down in the S and P's. They're not liking the jobs number, uh, off the first take here. What do you got for me, Spencer? Do they even have, well, first of all, let me give you the estimates here. So the 400, somewhere in the 475,000 range, uh, for non-farm jobs added, that's the estimate, you know, find different numbers, but somewhere in the 475,000 range, uh, unemployment rate expected to tick down to at least 6.8%. There's more than one ways to look at this. Let me see what the number is out. I've been reading here. Uh, yeah, we are out. Uh, non-farm payrolls. Oh, wow. Okay. 245,000 jobs added last month. For us again, 469, 475,000, somewhere in that range estimate. Uh, unemployment rate, where, where are we at here? Uh, 6.7%. So a tick below the estimate on that number. So unemployment rate is slightly good, but the headline here is going to be that fewer jobs were added than expected. The growth was already expected to decline, right? If you go back and look at previous month, right? The non-farm jobs added in uh, in August, we were still like 1.5 million. In September, 672,000. In October, 638,000. And now last month, we were expected to be somewhere in the high 400,000 range. We're now actually at the 245,000 job level uh, in terms of jobs added for the month. So there's two ways to look at this. There, you, could, you could look at the glass half empty way and say, oh man, jobs growth is slowing. Or you can go the glass half full route and say, okay, we're normalizing, right? The average job growth in 2019 
which is around 175,000 jobs, give or take. So we're normalizing here. That's the glass half full way to your protest number. So yes, it is a big miss on the headline, 245,000 versus 475,000 job estimate. Uh, but you could look at this and say, okay, at least we're getting back to like quote unquote normal levels here. Joel, how's the market doing? Uh, well, here's something interesting. We, we, uh, we ended the 829 bar at 75 and a quarter. And then someone got, someone got a little nervous, nervous Nelly. And they took it down to 67.50. Did it take out that pre-market low? And you're you're right back there. You're right back at 75 and a quarter mid-range on the day. So the market's market doesn't care. It's holding on to the gains right now. And I think this is also this is also mid-range on the session. So I think right here, this is gonna be your area. You know, you're holding 75, 75 and a quarter here. Take a poke at 80. That's the pre-market high. 82 is the high from yesterday and then 3,700. Are we talking about another, another digit, another handle in the spoos? Because there's certainly nothing above 3,682. I mean, unless you're using some kind of technical, I mean, projected highs and things like that. But for now, market don't care. Should also add that if you look a little bit deeper and I'm just, you know, obviously I'm not looking at the report because I'm talking to you, but if you look, I'm just on Twitter here. If you look at, look deeper into the report, seeing what sectors grew, what sectors didn't. Uh, retail lost 35,000 jobs in November. Obviously, that's highly unusual, right? Typically, November, October, uh, really actually all through the fall, September, October, November, December are all uh, big hiring months for retail. So to see the retail sector lose jobs last month uh, is interesting. It could it could be just, a, you know, the fact that it's going to be hard. I mean, it's going to be hard for that retail sector. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It could mean less temp workers. It could mean that they were pulled forward and hired in, in August, you know, but that that's an interesting development there. Again, there's sort of two ways to look at this. It's, it's the, oh man, growth is slowing. Oh God. Or it's the, we're getting back to normal pre-COVID economic numbers. Those are the two ways to approach this number. Yeah, and you also could look at very good uh, breakdown there, Spencer. Um, also, I mean, I guess UPS is hiring, right? And uh, in in Amazon, I mean, yeah. there are going to be yeah. companies that are that are growing and benefiting from this. Uh, but the market is is comfortable with you know with the jobs number and these levels. Just kiss the pre market high there, thirty six eighty, as you can see on. Uh, on the chart on the upper left. So uh, 82 was yesterday's high. It's the only resistance that I can give you. Uh, but, you know, that dip, buy the dip, uh, works again here. That was real quick. I don't know if someone got a little bit nervous or something. I don't know. I what bought was the, the dip. <laughs> I bought IWM 184 and under 184.50, 185.00 and change. I was yeah. like, I got some shorts on. I'm just going to buy the short side and not even worry about it. Just randomly buy the dip. I don't even know the number or care about the number. I'm just going to randomly buy the dip and I'll probably make money. And it's up 50 cents. Okay. Stupidest market ever. That's okay. just, it's just dumb. <laughs> Blindly buy the dip and you make money. It's just dumb. I can't argue with it, though. It's working. Can't argue with price. I just don't lie. Yep. Price All right. Don't lie. Now, that was a fun jobs number. We also got the U.S. trade deficit, if anyone cares about that, but I don't think we do. So unemployment rate ticked down. That's good. Fewer jobs added. Not great, but 
there's your story here by the dip works again. Okay, let's go back to the stocks. Let's talk about Cloudera. They also had earnings uh, last night. I'll give you those numbers here. Uh, it was a beat and a beat for Cloudera in the third quarter. 15 cents versus a nine cent estimate. Sales of 217 versus 209 million dollars. They gave some guidance, and that was better than expected their the low end of their guidance was the estimate for the q4 eps and their q4 sales was also good they gave guidance for the entire fiscal year eps and sales guidance and both those numbers were also good so good guidance across the board for cloudera to go with an earnings b top and the bottom line and how are we doing this morning COD. It's up. It's up at twelve ninety. Cloudera has been the dog of the cloud stocks forever. Yep. I mean, you think about what the other ones have done. We always, you know, give this don't give this stock any love. You are getting into this whole, you know, the leaders are laggards, the laggards are leaders market. So maybe this will be its, you know, run here to fourteen. It's got room to fourteen, but I'm not excited about a Cloudera stock. You know, this is just a stock that has not been in an uptrend forever. I mean, go up to the monthlies. This has been a clear downtrend basically since. Was twenty? I thought the stock was out there before twenty seventeen. It's only been out there since twenty seventeen. Is that right? Uh, that, was there a reorg or something on that? I don't know. I feel like we were trading Cloudera longer than three years. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I'm just looking at the trend, and if the trend is clearly down, the stock is just not. It's not one of those names that I think is going to be. Oh yeah, this Cloudera. I, I there's been so many other cloud names that have just been unbelievable, and then this one's just been a dog. So yeah, dogs are barking right now. So like I said, bark, maybe yeah. 14, but I'm That's not that what I would look at. Cloudera. Yep. I mean, right now, uh, 1341 is the pre-market high and that chef 14 and made a couple pokes up in that area. But really this stock is, uh, it's been on cloud nine in, uh, in the sector. Ah. <laughs> that was bad. That was I a mean, bad fun. Uh, all these earning stocks okay so you had alta you had a few but none of these are really marvel missed it's down i got a position on in it um marvel yeah but i don't really see you know i i I, what i what what stock i wanted to focus on is this one that has actually been we don't talk about a lot on the show but this stock has just had a relentless buyer it's se so C A oh, yes. Yes. and this stock this stock got some news overnight something about and I don't, and again, and the news, they got, something about they got being some, a bank or something. Well, they also got like, you know, uh, a license to operate. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a license to operate a, a digital bank in Singapore is what they yeah. got. So again, this stock, I don't know, but this one, there has been, I'm telling you, this relentless buyer in this stock. Every time it pulls back a little bit, it just keeps getting bought. And it's just quietly run from $50 in April to $190 now. And really with no significant pullback, even, you know, the pullbacks in the tech wreck. Yeah, it went from 180 to 160. But I mean, the trend still has held and held and held. And you look at this and you think, man, every time this thing pulls back, it's just another buying opportunity. This is quietly, I've, I've been playing buy the dip in SE just from a day trading perspective. I, I haven't looked at my sheets, but I wonder if this isn't maybe my best stock of the year. And really? you wouldn't think that with me. Yeah, because it's just been like relentless. I just keep buying this on a day trade. Every time it pulls back a couple, I buy the thing and then I flip it higher and I buy the thing and flip it higher. I trade almost every day and it just keeps working. And now I don't know, like I, I had it overnight here again. I already sold it. I, I bought it at the close because this is just what this stock does. And I sold it in the pre-market at 193 this morning, up 10 bucks. And now it's up seven still. Maybe, you know, I got lucky with the news, but it seems like this company only comes out with good news. Well, it, it, it hasn't happened recently, but there, there was a time maybe a few months ago where 
it seemed like every single day I'd come in, I'd pull up, I'd, I'd open my Benzinga Pro, I'd go to my movers tool to see what's up, what's down. And SE was at the top of my pool every single morning yeah. for yeah. like a month. It's nuts. I know. I, I, that's why I, you know, it's, it's, and I've got the filters doing the same thing. And I always see SE in here and I'm like, this stock is just relentless. And I mean, and there was the last never, month, there was never any news, literally never. Well, it's hard because it's a stock. Where where is it? Singapore? I don't even know much about the company. Where is it based out of? Somewhere in Asia. Is it Asia or is it South South America? I don't even know. I've traded this. It might be the best stock of the year. I hardly know anything about the company. I know it's a tech company. I know. I think they got like online shopping, isn't it? Like, Do you know who gave us this stock? In what the is? What the hell is it? I should look it up since it's, it's probably like my a, best stock of the year. It's like a a, a gaming slash. It is? It's one of those like do everything companies. It's like a gaming and D group. And e-commerce, it's it's like um, it's <laughs> they call themselves the global consumer internet company. Yeah, it's they do it all on the internet. Okay. We are the internet. Okay, we they so invented the internet. Probably Spinner might be the only one to get Singapore, Cause Singapore, because he, he takes the best notes on the show. What? Who gave us the stock? Like maybe at thirty-five bucks. The Sony gave us the stock at thirty-five. Yes, bucks. they did. I was not in it at thirty-five dollars. I will tell you that much. I don't Remember? think I started trading this till over hundred. If you tell, if uh, let me see here, I'll give you the firm. Mm, no, because that'll give it away. No, no, it won't. Okay. Who gave Piper? It Piper gave us this one. Um, on the show, or they upgraded it. Was it nope. was it Mike? Yep. Michael on the show. Yeah. Yep. Michael, unbelievable stock. Wilson, yeah. Yep, he did. He did. And I remember uh, he's not. A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track him down. He uh, he's not a piper anymore. He uh, he works for the Minnesota Vikings e-football team. The e-sports team. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The e-sports team. Yep. Yep. Mike. Uh, Mike Olson, not Mike Wilson. Right. Yep. Kudos um, to him. And then the, the other one and, and, and Spinner is right. The other one that I do trade with this and pair trade with this sometime is M.E.L.I. And it's been, I don't know if they're both Singapore, but I know these two stocks just tend to move together. And MELI is a $1,560 stock, and I've Ooh. traded it a few times too. It's a little thinner, so it's a little bit tougher to trade, but it's a wild child too. And both of these stocks just seem to have relentless buyers. I don't know when the party ends, but I'll tell you, it does not want to end anytime soon because these stocks just, it doesn't seem to want to end anytime soon. We obviously never know when the party's going to end, but these stocks just have relentless buyers. Yeah. All right, uh, S and P's. We hit the thirty six eighty again. Coming back down, man. We're right where we were when uh, we had uh, we had the jobs number. So little up, little down. Uh, just hanging out here. Mid range on the session. Uh, do we got Raz in the queue yet? Or not we... just yet. I imagine we'll be here shortly. So he's in the green room. He's in the green. Exactly right. So. Uh, let's do a couple of tickers from our chat. We already covered a few of them this, uh, this morning. Uh, someone had asked about Cladera. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, nah, that one's boring. I don't want to look at that. What do you got? We don't want to think boring. Uh, I don't know. I was going to look at makes money. I was going to look at Viacom. That's, that's boring. Viacom. Yeah. All right. Grab, grab two tickers from the chat. Where's the chat? I got to bring it. All right. Oh, P, uh, hey, here's one. Uh, PD. They had, they had earnings. And someone dropped them in there. Uh, then earnings, it was last night. It was a beat barely on their EPS and a beat barely on their sales. And the guidance that they gave was meh. It was 
It was fine. It was okay. What used to be the symbol? Uh, what stock was PD, Dennis? Oh, come on. You're going maybe back before my time. Spinner knows. Was it Polaroid? No, Spinner's the only one. <laughs> what was it? Phelps Dodge. Know. Oh, Phelps Dodge. I do remember Phelps Dodge. Whatever yeah. happened to them? They get taken over? I don't know. I don't know. But what happened uh, to Phelps Dodge. I don't know. It, it, it is so hard. I just want to go on a two-second rant. And it's gonna, gonna you don't ever minutes. go on a two-second It's going to be two rant. minutes. Um, <laughs> it is so – so everybody always wants talk earnings and trade earnings. I will tell you the hardest stocks to trade are the earnings stocks. They're the yeah, hardest ones I, to trade. I agree. Yep. I, if I probably took – and, you know, I, and, uh, I, I trade so many trades, you know, it's hard to figure out. But if I actually looked, I bet you I hardly make any money trading earnings stocks. They're hard to trade, man. Because there's so much action, there's so much going on. Um, you know, it's this fun to see well, what the big mover is. It's up 19%, fun to make money. But the unpredictability of them makes them tough to trade. I mean, think of Snowflake yesterday. It's down 30 bucks. Kramer gives it a little love and says, oh, the CEO is going to be on there. And then it rips 50 points all day. Um, I don't know if that was all because of Kramer. They just decided that they liked it then. But it, I mean, these things are hard to trade. They're unpredictable. You know, we said in Splunk, you know, we got this one right that it might continue to leak and it did, but then it had to rip your face off rally during the day too. So, you know, despite, you know, going lower right off the hop, then it rallied 20 points and then it sold off. Very unpredictable. If you're trying to make your living trading earning stocks and you're new to trading, I would say just avoid them off the hop. It's really hard. So, and I'm 21 years in and I'm still not that good at trading earning stocks. I'll do them for fun, like I said, but it's not my bread and butter. My bread and butter is still relationships and finding those overall trends, you know, like finding, you know, SE, relentless buyers here every night. You know, that's, you know, money to be made when you can just identify that, hey, people just want to own the stock. We try to identify trends. You know, the Pfizer trend was a trend for the last five days, it was gapping up every morning, not working today because of the news. But um, it's all about identifying relationships more so for my consistency more so than trying to take a gamble on whether this earning stock is yeah it's, you know, well you also got trade. the big fish out there too right i i, I think not joel um you think the big i, I fish think there's a couple away? big fish i all oh, i i think you know the, the the big the big trade don't kid you think citadel's in there trading pager duty on the earnings a little bit fading with the spreads maybe but there it's not their bread and butter either trying okay. to make an earnings call Before that's why it's so all. wide I, that's why they go so wide joel on the number and right. that's why they trade so wide because the market makers, the professional traders aren't trading those things. What there's is- a few, there's a few, you know, like there's a few, you know, good traders out there that are really good at this and they're going to be trading in there and they're going to move moving around and you'll have a few institutions trying to push the price around, you know, but those aren't traders. Those are just longer term. What I meant by big fish is like, uh, like an institution that like, and I, I'm just going to use, um, what was the stock that was get Splunk yesterday, right? I mean, we were, I was looking at it in the pre-market and we can go back to this. I mean, someone, and when we were covering it on the show, someone was really interested in 160, 161. I mean, it was just, it was obvious. Now it went well below that area, but let's say they had a half a million to buy and they wanted an average price of 165. So they're nibbling. So I'm just saying that by that, by big fish, I met somebody that had a, a large position or if you had a large short on this one or you were long the 200 puts or something like that. That's what I meant by big fish. Right, before we go to Jason, real fast question from Spinner. Joel, what was Z before Zillow? Temper Sealy. Temper Sealy. No. Yes, Woolworth. 
Well, you're going way back. In between that, it was Temper Sealy, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> Z. I don't know. I think it was. Joel's goes back to the to the 1960s. I think it was Temper Sealy in between it. Was it not? I don't. I don't know. Okay. Somebody can somebody verify. TPX is Temper Sealy now. Everybody's right. Let's get Jason. We're all right. Jason Razik, <laughs> founder and CEO of Benzinga. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? We hear you, and we see you. Every time we talk to you, you're in a different room. Where are you now? I'm not revealing my location today. It's okay. in a oh. remote location. <laughs> if I turn the computer, you can figure it out, but Fair it's enough. a secret one. Some pretty Fair fancy enough. artwork behind you. You better too. not be in the bathroom, Jason. He's sitting on the no. toilet right now. <laughs> you, you have Josh cracking up. You have Josh cracking up over there when you just heard you say that. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it back. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like my look though right now. So let's let's keep the multi-screen view instead of a zoom on me because I don't like my look right now. So <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. The lighting. That's not good. Okay. So. We don't care how you look. We care about your stock. Yeah, no, yeah. Let's talk stock. If, if this show was right. based on looks, then we wouldn't have any. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have anybody. any viewers at all. We yeah, we have no people. I break cameras, I, man. I, I, I went crazy. Benzinga, wait, hold on. Someone's razz. Just get, get out, got out of the shower. No, I, I did. I just did my hair. But um, Noob Star, email VIP accounts at Benzinga if you can't get in. I don't know. But I went crazy with the stock market this week. That's what I'll say. Okay, so I don't know if I talked about it on the show on last Friday. Did I mention five below last Friday? I don't know. What, and I don't think so last Friday, but you've mentioned, mentioned it, it before. Is Spencer breaking up or is it just me? Just you. I, just I, I don't know. I hope it's just me. He sounds I think good to me. He sounds good to me, too. All right, so it's, it's me then. Okay, so Story all right, I'm going to move to the move locations. Wait, because maybe my internet connection is not great here. Hold on. We hear you well, though. You're clear. Oh, Spencer was like a broken animal. Okay, five, five below. Talk to us. Five below. Can, you can hear me. So I bought call options on five below before earnings. Um, and we went up 6% uh, um, stock. So then the options were up 30%. That was one of my big, big trades this week. Five below. Um, I, I executed 50% of the options, like, you know, for the profit. And I kept the other 50% and let them ride. Um, I, I like five below as a good Christmas holiday play. I think physical retail is going to, is going to suffer, but five below, I think is, um, has a business model that is hard to compete with and my kids love it. So that's the reason I bought it and it's been doing great. That's one I, I traded, um, Slack. You guys know, I bought Slack a long time ago. It finally, the deal happened with Salesforce. I've been selling my calls off now because there's not really much premium left. I still have my common shares of Slack, which I have not sold. And I don't plan on it because I kind of want some Salesforce shares. And um, it's kind of crazy. In the past, like, you know, three to six months, Joel and Dennis. Um, yeah, you've I had got, some you know, takeovers. That, 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 yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's crazy for me, Joel, is some of them are options. So Dunkin' Donuts, Slack, like my Dunkin' Donuts options, which I didn't realize because I didn't have, I sold some. I didn't re- like I sold some that executed, but my Dunkin' Donut options are up. And I'm not a big option share, so I'm, I do this wrong. Trust me. Um, my Dunkin' Donut options are up 1100, 1100%, 1143%. So I bought them for $1.35 and they're at what, $15. What strike did you buy? I bought the December 90s. December 90s for $1.35. I mean, that's just because of right before that, 
there, there's no premium jacked in a Dunkin' Donuts because nobody saw that deal coming. So, I mean, that's why the premium probably wasn't that high. And obviously, good call. You'd like it for the fundamentals. And yeah, I, remember like you talk, I remember you giving the argument, like, you know, but, but on the show for the fundamentals. Well, but obviously, well, somebody liked it for the company. To be honest, Dennis, I don't know if I would have gotten it if it wasn't for my daughter, Riley, because that Charlie D'Amelio um, character from TikTok. So that brought it to me. And then when I was paid it, when I started being more aware on Instagram, I saw people with the Dunkin' Donut cups and that helped me, you know, whatever. That was my thesis. Okay. But I, but I'm going to get to my, why I went a little crazy this week. I, that's not my craziness. Um, and I will, I will get to it in one second. So yeah, I bought, now I'm going to tell you some of the stocks I bought this week. That's what I'm going to say. So there's a guy named Matt Cole. We all know him. He's been, you know, chippering about the stock YTRA. YTRA. Get a little chart on that little thing. Matt, Matt Cole, just for context, uh, is a former Benzinger employee who is now he's just. A, hold on. That's a lie. He's still a Benzinger still. team member. Okay. I didn't realize that. He, but, he, he, but he's a friend of the program. He's a friend to all of us. And he's, he's given all of us winners. In, and when he gets convicted, he gets really convicted. INSG, I heard about he, it like gave, every day for like all of us, a year. <laughs> yeah, he gave it to all of us like five years ago. Um, he's INSG had, was his big one. That's some losers. But so you're saying this is his new one? Yeah, this is one of them. He, he said if travel comes back, this is like a smaller version of like an Expedia. It's a small version of it. And um, this is uh, one to play at it. And so he gave it to me at like one. 60 150 and he won't stop talking about it so i finally bought it at like at 172 or something and uh it really moved this week the past couple days so um that's one of the ones i own now guys just so you're li- home gamers and you're listening um what i was gonna say is um i don't have conviction on this one like i had like an upwork um so um you know uh so just keep keep that in mind like this is this is a cold play, and I, yeah. I don't know and it. Sometimes Matt, these cold plays work. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> exactly. He said. I, I could get on. Like I get it, though. I get it. Like it's a small stock. It's a penny stock. So you could see how I could see how a Robin Hood or a retail crowd could get attracted to something like this. Oh, this is you know a reopening stock here, and it's a small. They they're attracted to these one two dollar stocks. So, um, and the chart looks great. I mean, starting to go here as well. Again, I don't know anything about the company, so it's hard to say, you know, from a fundamental basis, I don't know anything about it, but just from a technical basis, you know, it's turning now. And you got room to three bucks here. I'd say you got room to three. I don't know after that it's going to get dicey because that's where we fell apart in March, but two to three is a 50% move. Yeah. All right. Uh, so YTRA is on your radar. Right, Any new ones on your radar? Because that, that's definitely a new one. I've not heard that before. Yeah, I got I got a bunch. I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Okay, Nate, give them. We're ready. I'm trying, Spencer. <laughs> he's forgot what he said, but he's trying to look it up. <laughs> yeah, Spencer's just you know. Okay, IMMR. Um, it's up four and a half percent since I bought it this week. Um, IMMR makes the haptic technology for remote controls for gaming. It was a. It was, I like to buy derivatives plays, as you guys know, yeah. off of like moves. So people are buying you know Playstations, uh, Nintendo, whatever. IMMR does the remote control stuff. This came from Benzinga.com slash trading dash ideas. Chris Kaji gave me this one. Um, and so Chris is solid. Asked, yeah, he's solid for fundamentals, man. Like he's, he follows that. He's not, you guys will out technical him all day, but he, he goes deep on the fundamentals. I love it. I love it. You know? 
So IMR, I own, I bought the, the what did I bought here? I bought the May calls, the May $10, um, whatever price it is, uh, May 10s uh, calls, and I bought the common stock as well. Um, so what are the calls going just- for? I'm just curious, the, the premiums jacked in there, the May 10s, what are those going for? Not that crazy. I mean, or sorry, 75 cents is what I bought them at. Not bad. And it's at 90 today. So. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Wait, what's the target? I-M-M-R? I-M-M-R. U-M's, right. Mary, Mary. Like M&M. You know, Marshall Mathers, you got one opportunity, one shot. You don't lose your, you know, let's Please go. Don't. Please don't. Come on, baby. Let's go. I'm going. You, you, Spencer, can you put yourself on mute today? You're like an angry, mean person today. What did I, I do to I, you? I don't like angry mean. spoken this week. <laughs> I don't know. You're just like, keep saying, keep going. Like, like I'm going, man. I don't know what to tell you. Just, we're going to put you on the mute button. I'll give you the stocks. You mute. All right. All right. I, uh, now, this is my biggest winner of the week. Here we go. This is going to be another tricky symbol, but I'm going to go for it. N is a Nancy. Or I'll just do this. Nancy, Nancy, dog, Mary. Nancy, Nancy, dog, Mary. We got this one up 18%. Wow. See it, Dennis? I don't know this one. And there's not a lot of stocks I don't know. I don't think I've ever made a trade on NO NDM. Dimension, LTD, ADI. I know nothing about this. Tell me about this company. I, I told you guys I went crazy this week. Like, this is just like crazy. And this is uh, my friend who I was texting with a couple nights ago, a couple days ago, Kathy Wood. She bought some stock in this thing. And I was, I'm a fast follower when people are, people are talking about Kathy Wood a lot right now. And I was joking with her like, Kathy, you're like the Warren Buffett. People buy what you buy. I bought it off that. I don't know much else about it, dudes. All I know is Kathy Wood bought it and it's a smaller cap company. Yeah. And I thought, I figured, you know, less liquid that people are going to buy and it's going to ramp up. And literally what day did she it. buy? Do you know? What day did she buy? Yeah, do you know? I'm sure they're filing. Well, yeah. I, 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 but I know like the, the gap up. I'm looking at the gap up and I'm wondering if that's just a Kathy Wood buy because she'll buy some of these smaller companies and they'll gap up the next day. So I'm looking bought, at it from like a week ago. We can, how long ago did you buy it? I bought it on 12-1 and then I bought it on 12-3. So whenever that is, 12-1, I bought it at six eighteen, six dollars and eighteen cents, and then $7 and uh, 19 cents. They averaged up. Just to get her going, yes, I get did. more shares. That's okay. The stock's enough, going up. That's okay. Position. Dennis, my position was like too small on the first one. That's why. So, all right, I got more. I got more. Uh, Spencer, don't yell at me. I got more. Um, where's the? What's, um, okay, another another uh, back to retail trade. Back to uh, where you know I got O Z O N O Z O N. This is like the spas on cruise ships. It's not a trade that you know. You need to get in. Don't don't jump on this one. Just a, just a, a risky trade. I bought it. There you go. Okay. Um, o z o n. It's only been out there six days. This one's a short. Not a lot. Not a lot of. Oh, no, it's one been yet. out there six days. Wait. wait hold one, on, hold two, on. three, four, five, six. Sorry, seven days. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then why did I buy o z o n? Okay, I bought o z o n on. It's <laughs> a different stock. I'm thinking about. Hold on. That's been out there seven days. O z o n. I bought it on eleven twenty four. That's the first day. Yeah, that was that was the first day of trading. That's goodbye. It's up twenty percent. I'm gonna argue with you. You're up twenty percent on that. <laughs> yeah, I got the first day. I it, All right. Well, while Raz figures that out, right. I, I don't know why I bought it. Russia, Russia e-commerce. It's the Jumaya. It's this is another Chris Kaji. It's a Jumaya type thing, or you know, like yeah, it's, it's a play it, like it, that. It, so that's Amazon why Russia. Amazon. Amazon of Russia, right? The the. Yeah, so that's why I bought it, Dennis. I mean, it's a small to mid, 
mid. And then another position I bought yesterday, guys. I told you I went crazy. I don't buy 20 positions. But another position I bought yesterday that um, I'm not saying follow me in, guys, but it's SFT. Um, I may kill those kids. I hope you guys hear them in the background. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh, I'm live. Stop talking. <laughs> Mom, yeah, the meatloaf. We want it now. Meatloaf. The meatloaf. So, what movie's that from, Dennis? Oh, come on, oh my God, Joel. Like, the best uh, movie ever know. made. <laughs> what movie? I don't know. SFT. S- guys, I'm, so not even gonna, I'm not even going to tell you. All right. Moving I on. think it's one of the best movies ever made. SFT. The next SFT. I bought that one. And um, there's a YouTuber that's like famous that likes it. So I got it. I'm trying to get connected with him. But this is Shift Technologies. The, um, one of the automotive plays, like the Brooms, uh, Carvana, um, Comp. So I was tr- I was trying to buy buy one of those plays. So um, I got I got it. I'm not up on it. SFT. I am down. Just being you know fair disclosure, 1.64 percent. Um, all the other buys are up anywhere from seven to 20 percent this week. So I mean, if you um, like that one, it's kind of time to strike now. If you do like it technically, because it uh, it had that nice bump from under six bucks, got over eleven. Just eyeballing it here, uh, it looks like it's pulling back about halfway. And you got a you got a buyer there, eight sixty eight seventy. So you're not buying the you know you're not buying the top. It looks like it's consolidating a little bit. Uh, I, I want to mention one thing uh, before I forget, before we go this week, uh, I want to mention that there, we're having a, another virtual conference next week, but this is a, a new one for us. The very first Benzinga small cap conference. And I'm putting the link now in our chat. There's actually a few links I'm going to drop in there. There's one of them. Uh, I don't think the exact number is set yet, but between 20 and 30 presentations, these are public companies uh, giving investor presentations uh because we obviously can't be in person doing it online uh two-day event december 8th and 9th so uh public companies and also firms that that trade and invest in these companies and give uh guidance on on how they go about doing that uh so i just put the link to the event in the chat so i'm going to add one more link in there this is the link to actually talk well, there's two links. I'm going to add the second one. Uh, the, the second link is the link to not the link. To, to talk to these companies. Listen, guys, do not do that link. It gave, it gave you the long, wrong link. Okay, I just put a oh. second. I, I I just put a second link in there. So, hey, Raz, what about? Are you, do you have any other public service announcements? No, that's the right link. No, that's um, a great public service announcement. Joel and Dennis. I want to ask you something before guys, before you go on. This small cap. This I'm not, I know, but I'm not going to go on. Second, this small cap conference. 72 companies are presenting 38,000 investors are registered. Do you guys know what? I didn't realize there was that many. 72. I mean, I didn't realize the number was that high. 72 companies are small cap, they're public. Guys, I talked to the CEO yesterday doing the I'm did the I'm doing the EV panel. There's an EV stock that I'm interviewing the guy on. I think it's gonna rocket next week. Rocket. Like I am can you give us a symbol? No, don't do that. Well, uh, I want you to come to the show and listen. I want to come, okay. Okay, okay. I want to come into the panel. Yeah, I don't. I didn't buy it yet because I think it's unfair advantage for me to buy it ahead of like me doing the interview. I'll buy it after the interview, so you guys can buy it ahead of me for sure. But what I'm, um, I, there's 72 companies, 35,000 investors, and they're all small cap. There's going to be so much volatility from our conference, December 8th and 9th. If you're not registered and coming in networking with these guys. 
you're dumb. I'm sorry. I, I, I like I'm missing <laughs> out. Now, Dennis, you don't need to because you just know how to trade consistently. Like I, I said, know, I, I like I like finding out ideas too here. So small cap stocks, I need to know more about and, these companies. And this thing is free. Ones. If this this thing is free, if you don't, price I'm, is right. That's our Greg, kind of price, Joel. I <laughs> like Martin, free. Greg Martin called someone a jerk. I don't he called me or someone else. I don't know, but um, I'm sorry, I'm a jerk. Joel, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, what did you think about the price action off the Goldman Sachs upgrade in Tesla? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I literally, when that came out, I was like, holy cow. So here's the, here's the nuances in, in, on that thing. So about two and a half months ago, two analyst firms, you can go to Benzinga and you can see the firms upgraded Tesla about two and a half months ago, same morning. And the stock didn't do anything. That was the first time that I sold shares in like a year because I'm like, okay, it didn't react to, to the upgrades and I'm going to sell little shares because there's not good support. All right. Um, you know, and so, oh yeah. Oh, the, the, I love the chat room. OSW is the one spot roll holdings that I bought that I forgot. Okay. Thank you. Raffinator. Okay. So the, but the Goldman Sachs upgrade, a 30% price target higher. I mean, Goldman Sachs is a big firm. I mean, everyone's heard of it. Joel, it moved. It moved on it. I mean, it went to 594, right? I mean, it was like, did you think it would go to 630 on that? Is that, that what you were thinking? Move. Yeah, it was a huge, I mean, it moved from 574 to 591, you know? So it was, it got support on it. I thought it was a big move, especially guys, Tesla moved twice. When it got included in the index, that was a big jump. And then it got, and then it moved again when um, like they were actually putting it in. Like it got, it, it's got, I think Tesla moved too much on the index, by the way. Like that's my one thing that I'm nervous about. I think any sort of bad thing right now at Tesla could be a decent sell-off. That's, I, uh, that's I have some thoughts on this just from in and looking at it. And Joel, I don't know what your thoughts are here. We can get to you in a second. But you had the big pop from the S&P um, when they said they were going to add in one piece. This was three days ago. That got faded kind of predictably. I said that I would fade that move just as a day trade. Um, but pulled back. And then what I said yesterday was I would not fade the Goldman Sachs move because this was, you know, this Goldman Sachs, I gave it 775. You still have a potential run up into the event, which is still two and a half weeks away. So that's something to consider too. I actually like the price action from yesterday because you know what? You have people who are saying, oh yeah, 600 is resistance. It's going to just saw off there again. But it, it tried to, and it kept, it even came back towards the end of the day and then closed fairly strong. So you know what? I actually like the price. Actually, I know it's down two bucks here today. I think I said yesterday. I think it could challenge six oh seven. I thought it might do it yesterday. I think it's still going to do it. So I actually, from a day trading perspective, I'd be a buyer here. Yeah, and so then maybe I should sell. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I should this, sell. Um, you know, this, no, the I'm second thing Dennis, that you Dennis. mentioned, Dennis, Dennis. about I, I just I, I look at the price action that it did at uh, five hundred, and of course that was after the split, right? And um, but I, I would over the next couple of days, I'd like to see it like just get over six hundred and close over six hundred. I think it's gonna. It's, I think okay. it just needs to do some work here around six hundred. I think it did work yesterday. Okay. So I think it needs a little more work. Jason, what are you going to say? So Dennis, I, I made that comment about because when it was, when after the um, battery day, when, you know, when they, the stock went down and then I, when I bought stock, most people are saying it was like dead and money to Tesla, you know? And so when you said um, like you would, you would buy the stuff, remember a long time ago, you were right when I sold those call options. So remember I had the call options, like, so it's so funny. Like 
I had those call options that I sold too early. And you said, Jason, I think it's going to ride. And you were right. And then this time when it was dead money, you're like, no, get out. But that, like, it's like, it's so hard. Tesla's such a hard one to predict. It's, all it is. it's so hard. I mean, that one time you and Joel said, don't sell your call options, Jason. And you guys are right. I should have kept them. And I would have made, I, I sold one. I kept the one. I would have, but I would have, it was a substantial difference. And the second time you guys are wrong. And then this time, probably right. Like it's what I'm trying to say, to say is <laughs> it's, it's almost impossible to call this one on the short term basis. But the support that the levels that we're seeing right now are very strong. And you guys, the valuation, I mean, it's, it's very high, but my guy, Joel, who I'm telling you, who got me in Tesla at $38, just all he says to me when I say, Hey, I'm going to trim some Tesla. He's like, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Like uh, the level of, I know he owns a lot of it. The level of confidence that this guy who is very smart has on it is substantial. So I can give you that car. The guy who I think is the most knowledgeable guy, you know, even more knowledgeable than Kathy Wood, which is even crazy to say, is still uber bullish um, on Tesla um, over the short to long term. It's the story. We talk about how story is everything. Tesla is the story stock. So it's hard to get bearish Tesla because stories are carrying every single stock here. Fundamentals have been thrown out the window a year ago. You know, they really have, you know, so when I can't look at it from a fundamental basis, because nobody gives a crap. All they care about is the story. Andrew Left was on our show and he, I, I said, story seems to you know, be the only thing. And he's like, story is all that matters. That's what Citron from Andrew Left said on our show. Yep. And he's so right. And think about Tesla. This is the storied stock. What is Musk going to do next? He's going to come out with something else again. I mean, valuation is extreme, but it doesn't matter if he keeps coming out with stuff that's going to continue to propel it higher. The only thing that could derail this story really is one, you know, an overall market just, you know, where everybody just gets the hell out. And that can happen because maybe we are crowded. Maybe we've been, it's been too easy. Maybe we're due for this like 20% correction. But I mean, we get the 10% correction in the last two weeks and then it comes right back, all these stocks. So it's hard to get bearish. A, the, the most storied stock of 2020. It really has been the most storied stock of 2020. So it's hard so to just say this is the top. Maybe I, sh maybe I shouldn't have mentioned YTRA. Um, Frank yeah. M just said YTRA is up 8% since, yeah. I, since I mentioned it. Um, I don't know. It's small. And obviously there's some people who, you know, are, are looking at our show and they're like, okay. And they're coming and buying it. So just be careful. And, and the same thing, like with mad money, you come in, Jim Cramer says the stock and then starts popping right afterwards. I mean, you know, sometimes something will get a mention in media and it'll start moving. It could potentially happen on our show here too. That's why we obviously try not to trade the stocks, you know, that we're, you know, we can be long them. We're trying not to actively trade around you know, what we're talking about on the show. Uh, so we're cognizant to that. So just be careful. I mean, you'll get another chance. Pre-market is thin. Like we're doing our show in the pre-market. It's thin out there. So a couple of buyers can really push the price. The stock opens up. You probably get a better chance at a better price when the stock's actually open. So just yeah. be careful just jumping in right away in the pre-market when stocks are really thin. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not making any trades on like stuff in the pre-market. Um, yeah, so exactly. There, there, the chat room. Is, the chat. What? No, go ahead. Go Spencer, ahead. What? Go ahead. Oh, I just—I know we're late, but I just the the chat room was keep ask keeps asking me if I'm still in the stock that I feel very bad on that I've given you guys feel very bad on it because I gave my dad and brother. You know, my dad and brother they bought one stock that I gave them. They didn't buy Upwork. They didn't buy Tesla. They didn't buy you know whatever. Um, Dunkin' Donuts, Express Spa, but they bought this stock, GAN, GAN, 
I got a big fat egg on my face again, and I apologize profusely to everyone. You who's cannot be one hundred percent right yeah, in this they, game. So I mean, Jason Razdick has given us a lot of good picks, and if you're you're going to harp on him for Gan, I mean that's ridiculous in my opinion. I mean, one thing you know, we, is, you, we is, get plenty of bad picks, and no one gets mad at us. I know. Well, they get mad at me. Everybody, everyone gets everyone mad at me get if I'm right or wrong. Guys. But Jason's <laughs> given us a hell of a lot more good ones than bad ones. I've got a lot of these Jason picks in my portfolio, like the lithiums. And if I look through this, four or five in there, and I'm up on the majority of them. Yeah, I was in Gan for a bit. I got out luckily. But you know what? Even when you gave us Gan, it had a nice run after you gave it to us too. It ran yeah. up to you gave it to us like 20 and it went to 26. It did. It, so. it totally, you totally could have propped it off Gan like a few. I did. And, yeah. <laughs> that was a Jason Rasnick pick and I made money on it. I didn't get back. I got lucky I didn't get back in that one. So, but. so he, here's my Gan update. And maybe they'll let me come on the show maybe Tuesday, but maybe we'll wait till Friday. I have a call today with a guy who's a, um, a deal maker in the, in the gambling online software industry. He did that. He helped with the transaction when Barstool sold the pen. And he used to be at FanDuel. He knows the the, the industry in, intimately well. He, he's from Detroit. He has his own venture capital firm. I'm talking to him at 3 p.m. today or 2.30 p.m. And I'm going to ask him about the industry a little more, about the GAN and these guys. I, I need I need the intelligence. I Yeah, I, at one point I made money on GAN, but then I bought more. So And it's at 16 or whatever. Um, I like, you guys know, I like the thing behind the thing, right? I like it. And some of these things are execution getting contracts now michigan by the end of december online sports betting will be legal okay and i'm saying that i'm making a statement it'll be legal that's not a fact but it's like an 80 percent chance by the end of the month it'll be legal gan has the wind casinos with the indian reservation two of them that it's going to be powering so when that happens i already know that i mean i know it was announced so it's a known thing that they have that deal but it actually going live at the end of december i don't know how much that's in the stock right now so they, remember, they make money on their contract, but they also make money on volume. So that's going to help their earnings. When that when Michigan launched, it helps earnings. So I bought more Gan about two days ago, hoping the Michigan thing would move it. But again, this is Gan. Like I've had, I've had my best stock picks for the show I've ever had in my life in the last six months. But Gan is could be could be my like one of those things that's gonna be like on my tombstone <laughs> a nice uh, like, <laughs> nice guy had, had a few a good pick few good picks but he gave us gan and we don't forgive him for but it gan, gan, <laughs> even worse dennis even worse but gan took him down like gan, gan destroyed me i'm gonna get a, like a gan tattoo on my forehead like a dunce cap you know no sph of suburban propane jimmy james that was not a, a great one i mean suburban propane I made, I mean, I didn't make 50% on it. That, oh, that's what you mean. I mean, some of these are 50%. No, suburban propane, I've made like 15, 20% on it. I'm, you know what did SPH, uh, why it didn't really take off is that we actually had a pretty mild winter. Um, yeah. I think weather impacts and, and again, seasonality comes into yeah. play, but this is obviously, you know, the, the propane, you know, we're talking about propane play and it was a milder winter it has been you know we get a little bit of cold weather now it, it's seasonality i mean at bright trading we're all about those patterns and there's traders at our firm that actually monitor weather and trade stocks off of it not kidding you and yeah. this is our, our guys were saying it was a milder winter and that's why you saw a stock like sph not perform well those yeah. must be the guys that uh traded snow futures uh back on the <laughs> snow, was to- it snow they, well, snow. they used to, well, back when we used to get snow, they used to make a market in, uh, in snow, in snow futures, how much snow Chicago would get. And they, there'd be some big money flying around on There's that. There's money so in they, that weather predicting. Yeah, they must to, uh, 
They must uh, migrate. It's not to just that. a farmer thing anymore. <laughs> nope. I think Dennis has a different definition of mild winter than the rest of us. Because I don't know how far north you are, but it's pretty far north. Um, yeah. Hey, 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 Will S on UWM. I I know it very well. Do you have any questions on that? So my, my sectors that I'm good at, I know we have to end soon. And I, what, what my sectors that I think I'm knowledgeable about, I'll give you there, there's there's a few sectors, not a lot, but a few. More the mortgage industry, I I know a little a, enough to be dangerous. The EV industry, I know enough to be dangerous. And then like the online um, hiring, like the Upwork fibers. Yep. I know a lot. Oh yeah, Upwork guys. I mean, come on, that was a, a huge gain. I I preach that. You can go to yeah. old clips, but whatever. So those ones I I know pretty well. So if you have a question on UWM. Um, I can answer that. If you have questions on that or, or RKT, I can answer that. Um, like, again, RKT is not, in my opinion, a trading stock. My RKT is different for me. It's one of these things that I just don't touch. I just put it in this portfolio. I am not saying for anyone in the show to go buy RKT. Again, I know the business very well and I see the fundamentals and I believe they're going to go, you know, be strong. But it's, you know, everyone's talking about interest rates going up, you know, and the new government and all that. But I don't, um, I'm not buying RKT because of mortgage rates. Like I'm not, I, I, I'm buying it because there's other parts of the business that aren't valued into the IPO or into the stock right now. That, that's why I'm buying it. So I, like, yes, mortgage rates are a big part of their business right now, but I just, I'm buying it for what it's going to be in two, two years from now. But I am not telling you guys to keep your money locked up in there. If that's not, you know, if you're looking for trades, it's not, it's not, you see how it's performed. It's not performing like a trading stock. But like, I'll, I look at my catalyst. So five below guys, I, my catalyst was earnings date. And so if, if five below earnings weren't good, I would have lost money on my call options. I would have. And so then I get out. I don't have like an immediate catalyst for RKT. And so that that is the, the challenge. When you have a catalyst, you wait for it to play out and you see if it happens. If it doesn't, then you, you, move, you move on. GBTC, the crypto play. I gave it in the show when we were on the show. People said, why don't you buy the Redler? Because I, I couldn't I couldn't get into my Coinbase account or my Voyager. I couldn't get in. So I bought GBTC on the show live. I bought this. This was when I bought and I put a pre-market bid in and executed when the market opened. I bought it at $15.34, $15.34. And the day I brought it, Dennis, you know, like, well, you you wanted to buy it too. You're like, well, maybe I'll, I'll open a crypto account. And I don't know if you ever did. So I, I, I bought a big position at $15.34. It is up 56%. I mean that's that's not bad. I I, I am along Bitcoin via different um it's QBTC which is in Toronto because I'm Canadian so I'm I'm long at that and actually um I'm up about I'm up a little bit in it here I bought around seventeen thousand Bitcoin so it tracks pretty close. I I've said I believe Bitcoin's gonna be the story of twenty twenty one, so I think Bitcoin continues to go higher. Yep, and then and then the the last one before we hang up is oh no two quick ones cannabis I gave you guys just two picks. T-R-S-S-F and C-U-R-L-F. Since I gave that pick in, in T-R-S-S-F, the stock is up 220%. I gave that in this show, and I can get the clip, because we had the chairman of Terrorsend, T-R-S-S-F, on the Cannabis Hour. That's another show that Ben Zinga hosts on Thursday. I didn't buy it when he was on the show. I didn't buy it the day before he was on the show. I don't do that. And I, it, when he was on, it was, it was 274, 260, 274. So I bought it at three dollars and five cents, or three, three, yeah, five, well, three dollars basically, and it's up two hundred twenty percent. I don't know, like that's a good one. And then the other, the uh, square, I just bought more square too, guys. But I'm not up on um, 
the square one that I just bought more of them down 2% on. I bought more square at two two Oh eight. So that's one that's whatever. All right. Jason Rathnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga joining us, joins us every Friday to wrap up the week. Give us some, uh, almost all good ideas. No one could be perfect, but, uh, we appreciate his time. Jason. Well, thank, you. well, thank you for having me on. And just again, the small cap conference, you guys can stop by the, the link that we send you allows you to network with the CEOs and leadership at those companies. So you can schedule meetings with the companies that are presenting and get like good information. They're not going to give you information that's like inside or legal, but it's good to get a sentiment. That's, that's why I like going to these things, but always, always, you know, listen and just take the stuff in. If a, every CEO is going to pitch their company in the best way, but you just have to listen and take in you know, what you can. So do that. And then if you guys haven't received a Benzinga t-shirt, Benzinga Detroit t-shirt, I think we have like 25 left. Um, if you send a Fidelity, a little screen image, add Benzinga News, and you send me a screenshot to jason at benzinga.com, um, I will make sure Stacy sends you guys out a t-shirt. Just Will you give your size of the shirt and uh, your address? In uh, email, I'll add one thing on the screenshot to Fidelity. Hey, you guys should add Benzinga News. That would be awesome. On the small caps thing is these small cap companies, a lot of them, there isn't like a ton of analyst coverage out there. So the best way to learn about the company is from the company itself. So that, that's, that, that's the value of a small cap event. That's right. All right. Uh, Jason, I'm going to let you go. That's, and- that's the best point. Ever. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I love you. I have. I good, love you. I, I have good points every so often. Okay. Jason's gone. Uh, Joel, you want to wrap up? Yeah. With- some people asked about a couple stocks. I just wanted to sneak them in here before. I'm the sneaking old- off. Cause I only got nine minutes. Go, 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 go get organized. Uh, <laughs> Uh, ALGN, I yep. mean, I don't know how to tell you about this thing. I mean, it just goes up. I mean, it's a $500 stock. Good day yesterday. I mean, just make sure it keeps making new old time closing highs. That's really, really the only thing uh, that you can keep an eye on. Not pay so much attention to 5 30 but that 5-11 close, uh, that stands out to me. And uh, volume tapered off a couple days, so gonna need some some. If some big volume comes in, maybe another leg higher. It may just hang out here uh, at five of five ten, five fifteen for a while. Major support at four seventy, and then a little that that was a little bit of a tough call. But like the snowflake, I have a little more conviction on just the way it's trading here. Big day yesterday. We stuck over 340 in the pre-market, got actually to 345, and we're just kind of tapering off a little bit. So I'm going to concentrate on uh, 342.50. That splits the highs from Monday, and that splits the high from yesterday. So if you can't get above, or just make it 343, if you can't get above that, maybe get back some of yesterday's gains. But uh, that'd be the first area of interest. Yesterday's low is so far down there. Uh, I really can't give that as a relevant number. But well, wow, it missed the previous day's low by a buck on that decline. 288 was your low on Wednesday, 289 Thursday. So let's look at that snowflake. All right, we're done. Hit the like button. Pre-market at Benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Have a good rest of your day. Happy Friday. We'll be on with you at the close. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.